Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Number one of the NFL now in the books, we can officially say the 2022 football season is underway. We previously only offered 30-day NFL packages and 30-day college football packages, but because you asked, we have now added a 30-day NFL and college football combo. If you regularly buy the same handicapper week by week, not only will you save money, but more importantly, you will receive the selections immediately once they are released, allowing you to lock in the best available line and beat the line moves. While a 30-day NFL or college football package sells for $149 each, we want to make a splash for the first week of this combo package. Through Sunday, September 18th, get the NFL and college football combo for only $199. Yes, that's 30 days of NFL and 30 days of college football for under $100 per sport. This special is available at both Wager Talk and Sports Memo, allowing you to bet football right alongside your favorite handicapper for the next 30 days for only $6.63 per day. Welcome in, everybody. It is time for Prop It Up. It is Friday. That means it's the start of the weekend, and that's the start of the profits that will come with the weekend. I am your host, Matt Josephs, uh, doing uh, Andy Lang's work for him, but he's joining me, so we're kind of doing like a Freaky Friday switch kind of thing here. I'll be the host, uh, not as charming as Andy, and he will be the analyst, not as charming as I am when the analyst. So, uh, Andy, uh, welcome into the show. How are you so far today? Uh, hanging in there. Uh, chest is a little tight, but, uh, coming off a pretty good, uh, Thursday night football game. So appreciate you doing the hosting duties. Shout out to Andrew who, uh, somehow is more sick than I am, which I didn't, I didn't think was totally possible, but, but here we are. Yeah, let's. Uh, so, as we usually do, we'll touch on a couple of NFL games on the show. We will touch on last night, and then we've got our side topics. And Andy has the show best bet. Uh, as always, you can interact with us uh, on Twitter and uh, in the YouTube chat, and we can answer some questions as well. But as you mentioned, Andy, uh, before we get to uh, the stuff coming up on Sunday, Thursday night football last night, it was somewhat what we expected. Uh, you know, we went under the total; it was a high total for this game. But it was somewhat fun, and I have a feeling we're going to find out Justin Herbert's a little bit more banged up than we think after that game last night. Yeah, well, you know, rib injuries, not exactly a very fast healing uh, injury. I mean, that's going to linger, and it's just really hard to protect that. So I would expect it to be an issue 
for him. A um, couple things of note. Uh, if you own Austin Eckler in your fantasy football league, uh, yes, you can panic. Go ahead. It's time. Uh, uh, I did see one thing that, uh, you know, it re- it's really interesting talking about the handle on props now. And I saw points bet came out and said, by far our biggest liability is Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. Um, so I think you're seeing more and more the, the the popularity of these props and just how big the market is growing. Um, people are getting more and more into props and less and less into the spreads in the totals. Um, Kelsey comes in under uh, his, his receiving total, which was a huge win for the books. Um, I believe you and I both were in action on Clyde Edwards Elaire. I think he's worth talking about because it uh, looks like he's going to be a key part of this passing game. Um, he His rushing was a little suspect, but he does break the big one. And I thought it was interesting that last week in the blowout, Pacheco got quite a bit of work. But here in a close game, Edward Zelaer, despite the fact they only ran the ball 18 times as a team, he got eight of those carries. So it seems like in crunch time, he's the clear number one to go to there. So I'm going to keep... Uh, I'm going to keep looking at Clyde Edwards-Elaire at this rushing and receiving total. Really interested in uh, keeping up with the receiving total. One thing I, I would uh, note is Patrick Mahomes has rushed for a total of four yards in the, in two games combined. He's not ru- he's not running the ball. It's a spread offense. He's not even looking for it. His, his long rush is four yards. So I think we might be getting some value in the next couple of weeks on Patrick Mahomes under his rushing total. He doesn't seem to be looking uh, he looking looking to throw it away or looking to uh, try and force it in. He forced a lot of passes in instead of running. So uh, might have some value on Mahomes under his rushing totals moving forward. Yeah, the crazy thing about last night, Andy, is seven different running backs get the ball at some point. I mean, you got, you know, the Chargers have Kelly, Michelle, uh, and then Eckler, and then you've got uh, Kansas City with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, McKinnon, and then Pacheco, and then the fullback even got some work too. Uh, that's not uh, you're not going to find a lot of NFL games. I feel like Andy with seven different running backs touching the ball. I think that's going to hurt us. Although I did see on the day of yesterday, uh, DraftKings put out a rushing total for Sony Michelle. I think it was fourteen and a half. Uh, if the books keep putting out numbers on guys like that, there's going to be value, I think, on some of these. It's just trying to figure out who that guy is that's the odd man out. Yeah, um, very odd. I, I, I don't know why they're getting away from Eckler. I mean, just the eye test. Like, so I mean, Sony Michelle, really? We're going to do Sony Michelle over all over again? Uh, J- Josh Kelly? Uh, I, I'm, re- I'm really not sure what the Chargers are doing there. I don't think it's good for the offense, but... If you're an underbetter, you're really getting some good value on some of these guys. I think the books are really going to struggle to figure out what to do with Eckler, but I think they're 100% right. Sony Michelle, if they're going to hang a total less than 15 yards with Michelle and he's looking to get four or five carries, I think it's you got to give it some attention, especially if Eckler or Kelly gets a little banged up. Just one or two extra carries for Sony Michelle, and he flies over this total. So it's always scary betting on a to- uh, Sony Michelle over. But I think you're right. Some of these really low rushing totals in these committees probably do have a lot of value. Yeah, and certainly. And he, he actually caught a pass. I don't think he caught too many passes last year, so that's something to watch uh, going forward. Of course, both teams will have extra time, and the, the Chargers offense could change if Herbert's out for any sort of length of time. Uh, that is Andy Lang. You can find his stuff on wagertalk.com. Uh, Andy, I know you got a busy weekend coming up. Of course, uh, always got the good props and things for Sunday, and I'm sure there's some sort of US, a UFC event coming up uh, as well soon. 
Yeah, we're uh, so as you all know by now, I am in quarantine. I have five days left, so of course we're going to run a special. Why not? Uh, I'm four and one since we've gone into quarantine, and we had our free Twitter play. So if you want the next five days of plays, you can get it for forty nine bucks. No promo code needed. Just go to the uh, profile page. And yes, we have a five percent UFC play that is up. We just uploaded a five percent NFL play that is up. So. Go ahead and grab that. It's a smoking deal. You're going to get the entire weekend, and uh, you're also going to get uh, any uh, President Cup golf plays that I come out with on Tuesday. So fun little promo. Matt, I literally have nothing to do but sleep and research. Like That is like basically all I can do here. So I have researched these props more this week than ever before. I know I'm upside down and inside out, which uh, I, I hope is a good thing, but it's certainly going to be profitable. Oh, well, if you start doing well with COVID, you're going to find handicappers across the country who are like, well, I guess I got to get COVID to become a better hand. You know, the Twitter guys, they'll do anything to become uh, to get some clout out there. So, yeah, make sure to check out his work at uh, wagertalk.com. I'm on sportsmemo.com. Big college football Saturday coming up tomorrow. We'll have those plays up shortly. And then, of course, NFL props and uh, K props and things like that. So check out my page on sportsmemo.com. All right, time to dive into some games on Sunday. And Andy's picked a fun one uh, that I think we could see a lot of points and a lot of excitement and maybe 30 targets for Devontae Adams. So uh, tell us a little bit about your thoughts for the Raiders and the Cardinals. Yeah, Devontae Adams was part of this, uh, the, the big name wide receivers that just crushed their o- their overs in week one, 10 catches, well over 100 yards, and they have his total, uh, they, they're, they're not messing around, they have already moved it up to 93 and a half. So uh, I'm going to get to him in just a, a second. I would like to start here with the Cardinals and address them. They lost a lot of guys on defense in the offseason, and the there, there were several people that were kind of really planting the flag saying they don't think the Cardinals are going to be very good. I was, I didn't know if I totally bought into that. And then sure enough, they got, you know, railroaded last week, but you know, they're playing the chiefs. So are they really that bad? They gave up 360 yards passing 128 yards rushing. I'm not quite ready to say they're that bad just because the chiefs sprung a whole new look on them, no film. And uh, obviously it's Mahomes. So, but if if you do believe that the Cardinals defense is that bad, you've got to look at Josh Jacobs. Receiving total is 15 and a half, and the rushing is 15, 59 and a half. The reason I bring this up is Brandon Bolden had two catches for 21 yards for the Raiders. Uh, it does not look like he's going to play. He's got a hamstring injury. Maybe wait just to confirm that. If he doesn't play, I really like Jacobs here. I think you could take his receiving. I, I thought I, I said last week I thought that the Josh Jacobs stories of the demise of him were a little bit overblown. Was he fantastic? No, but, but he went over his totals. Zamir white wasn't really that involved. I like the rushing here, uh, 59 and a half. If they get a lead, they're going to lean on him to run out the clock. They don't have any other options. And that's, you know, he does do a pretty good job of that. So uh, I'm going to start with Josh Jacobs there. As far as Devonte Adams, his reception total seven and a half. I don't think there's any way you're going to play an under on Devontae Adams, but I just can't quite get there on his overs. I'm not really sure what this Cardinals team is going to offer offer up in terms of defense, and I really don't know how much they're going to offer up in terms of offense. This could be a game where the Raiders get out in front and they don't need to use Devontae Adams a whole lot. It would be a really good game to get Hunter Renfro involved, to get Darren Waller some looks. So I'm staying away from Devontae Adams despite his massive game. 
I don't know why the James Conner to score a touchdown is still minus 115. That's all he does is score a touchdown for the Cardinals. He scored again last week. So as long as they keep putting it up, I think it's worth the play. Keep an eye on Zach Ertz. He's nursing a calf injury. It looks like he practiced yesterday and he should practice today, but only four targets, two catches last week. And they got his receiving total at 39 and a half. No way I'm playing the over on that one. I am going to look at Kyler Murray under 289 and a half rushing plus passing. I want the biggest number possible because I just don't know where the weapons are on this offense. He rushed for 29 yards last week and he only passed for 193. Raiders aren't aren't a fantastic offense, but I, you know he's got a hobbled Zach Ertz already. Marquise Brown, James Conner coming out of the backfield maybe, but as we've seen, Kyler Murray is not not that motivated to run. Uh, as as much as he was maybe in his his rookie year, so 289 and a half yards of offense out of Kyler Murray seems pretty high, especially if the Raiders are in control of this one and they can keep him off the field. I think this is a clear under for me. It's probably my favorite prop in this game, Matt. Um, what game are you looking at? Uh, well, I'll just comment real quick on yours. I mean, I, you know, I was I drafted Hunter Renfro in my fantasy league and expected, you know, obviously I thought there would be a little bit of a lesser impact because of Devontae Adams, but um, it was it was fascinating. I think it was three quarters, maybe. He had not gotten anything, and I feel like that's, you know, early on Carr trying to feed the new guy, but do you think that, what do you think uh, the target totals might be for a, a Waller and a Renfro with uh, Devontae Adams there, uh, you know, on a week-to-week basis? Well, the Cardinals uh, historically have not been good against tight ends, and Kelsey shredded them last week. So it could be a really nice game for Waller. And you know, with with these teams, obviously all the 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 stats went to Devontae Adams, and I I don't think that's good for an offense when you're that dependent on one guy. And let's face it, he had ten catches. Last week, that puts him on pace for 170 catches for the year. That's not sustainable. So uh, more, there's going to be more targets distributed throughout, which is why I don't like Devontae Adams to go over his total. I think it's a really good Darren Waller game. And, uh, you know, once Darren Waller gets gets involved, it opened up a lot of those crossing routes and a lot of those shorter routes, which should get Ren- Renfro more involved. I, th- I think – I, th- I think Adams regresses a little bit this week. I think they don't force the ball to him as much. The, his first game of the year, they were excited to show off their, you know, their shiny new toy in that offense. But I think they get back to Renfro and Waller. I think this would be a good week. Moving forward week to week, man, it's going to be tough to predict those guys. But this week, I would I would rather play overs on Waller and Renfro rather than, than uh, Adams. Uh, so that is the uh, Raiders and the Cardinals game. I, big shock, will talk about the Eagles and the Vikings on Monday Night Football. And I'll start out with the Eagles side of things. Jalen Hurts isn't running the ball 17 times again. Uh, the Lions blitzed, and they didn't stay. They didn't have gap menta- uh, uh, you know, the integrity. And basically, they allowed him to get out of the pocket, and he was able to run. He's never going to do that again. Uh, and I don't expect the books to overreact to that sort of thing. I expect the books to continue to play. I mean, he's going to run seven to ten times a game. I think you know this offensive line is not going to have the issues they did last week. I think the the Lions threw things at them that they hadn't seen before, and I think there was a little bit of rust, considering they didn't play much in the preseason. Uh, I did like what I saw from Miles Sanders in that game. I, I still think this is a, a volatile black backfield in terms of. Uh, Kenny Gainwell in terms of Boston Scott. I think that these guys are all going to be pretty good. And I think you saw last week four different guys ran for touchdowns. 
So I think that it's going to be hard on a week-to-week basis. I think as long as Sanders continues to do what he's doing, he's going to keep getting the majority of the work, but there's going to be weeks where Boston Scott goes in. There's going to be weeks where Kenny Gainwell goes in. So it's going to be a hard uh, group to uh, try and figure out. Uh, wide receivers, look, they, they fed uh, A.J. Brown quite a bit, and rightfully so. He continuously was open. And, you know, Devontae, Adam, Devontae Smith, uh, you know, he had the four targets, but he dropped the pass. He wasn't looking for another pass. I, I don't know if it's a one-week thing, and I don't know if this is going to be like a feed-him type of situation to make sure he's happy. D- Dallas Goddard barely got fed either, and he's one of the best uh, pass-catching tight ends in the league. So to me, um, I think that A.J. Brown's going to continue to get big work. And in a game like this, where the Eagles are going to want to show everybody that they don't necessarily miss Justin Jefferson because they should have drafted Justin Jefferson. I could see A.J. Brown getting fed time and time again to be like, hey, we've got our number one guy. Uh, On the Vikings side, you know, Kirk Cousins is really good. He's had great numbers against the Eagles for some reason. I don't know why. I think Kirk Cousins can continue to find guys, and they're going to want to feed Justin Jefferson Hell, they might even put Jalen Rager in there just to show the Eagles fans what they're missing. Uh, that would be a big mistake. He's not a very good wide receiver. But I think Jefferson's numbers are going to continue to be high. The one thing the Eagles defense does, uh, does really well is they take away the deep pass. And I think that they're going to you know, want to try and double Justin Jefferson. Their defense almost plays back and tries not to allow um, – teams to beat them deep so there might be and it could be a tough bet to make and I don't know if I'm going to make it yet but there might be some value on Jefferson's under for his longest reception because the Eagles defense is programmed not to get beat deep and you just see that and time and time again last year they just didn't let it happen now if the guy runs for a deep pass that's different and they miss the tackles but they're just not going to allow these 40-yard bombs, and I don't know if Jefferson's going to be able to get open like that. So that's something that I might look at. Uh, Dalvin Cook should be busy. I think that they're going to try and run the ball a little bit more if they can uh, to take a little bit of pressure off uh, Kirk Cousins. That offensive line should struggle a little bit against the Eagles' defensive line, but I expect this to be a fun one on Sunday. I think we'll see a different Eagles offense. I hope they're going to run the ball a little bit more, but certainly they can't let uh, Jalen Hurts get hit as much uh, as he did last week. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on this game, Andy. Well, piggyback off what we were talking about, um, these committees, uh, your team, I mean, <laughs> they have four different people rush for a touchdown. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, wh- what's the value there in the backfield? Surely the books are going to be struggling with this as well. I, I feel like, Matt, this is the best. These are the best situations where we, as betters, and particularly you and I who know our, our local teams really well, if the books are struggling to figure out like what numbers to hang up there, they're just going to throw out these pretty vanilla numbers that are, you know, kind of just there, there's not much passion behind it. So, you know, are, is there going to be value in any of these other run, running backs like Boston Scott or Gainwell or anything? Um, Cause I love your guys offensive line. It's probably the best in, in the NFL right now. And there's just plenty of work to go around, it feels like. So value in in, in some of the, the committees on the lower numbers like we talked about in Chiefs and Chargers, maybe? Yeah, I think so. The problem is, I, I and I think this is a good strategy by the books, Andy, is they put these numbers out on Sunday, and they hope people forget it. Because as I said, the Sony Michelle stuff didn't come out till Thursday, and I kind of just noticed it in passing. So yeah, I, I think there are some values with these supplemental players, and Look, I think Kenny Gainwell is going to catch a couple passes. I think, you know, his rushing number is going to be low. So if they hang a rushing and receiving, which I don't think they will, you might want to look at the under because 
he's not going to do a lot of rushing. And, and this all goes off of Miles Sanders. If he continues to play well and doesn't fumble and picks up his blitzes and catches passes, like he's going to dominate this backfield. But the other guys are getting touchdowns as well. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, the quarterback also rushes for, for touchdowns in the red zone as well. So uh, if you're looking at that market, it's certainly going to be hard to figure out which guy is going to get uh, the uh, touchdown scored uh, money that it deserves. All right, uh, game number two, as you just mentioned, uh, you are going to touch on the local team, uh, the Colts, who uh, have not won in Jacksonville since I think they came about in the league. Uh, they're taking on the Jaguars in this one. So what are you looking at, Andy? Oh, yes, the bane of our existence, the Colts and Jaguars. Never never forget that one year where the Jaguars beat the Colts in the very first game of the year and then proceeded to lose every other game. Uh, so the first thing you have to know about this game are there are three key injuries for the Colts that will determine a lot in the prop betting. Uh, Shaq Leonard, you guys know him as Darius Leonard. Uh, Shaq Leonard. It's weird. He's practicing, but I'm not sure if he's going to play. He practiced last week. They didn't. Uh, they 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 didn't play him. I don't know if he was good enough to go, but they surely could have used him. Uh, he's been practicing this week. I don't know if he goes. And then DeForest Buckner for their defensive line. He's not practicing. If those two guys are out, that is really really big. Those are their two best defensive players. And Michael Pittman is banged up. He did not practice yesterday, so we have to keep an eye on him to see if he practices today. He's dealing with a, a leg injury. Um, so I'll touch on why those are important for the props. Matt, you know, I've said throughout the offseason, the weakest part of the Colts team is the secondary. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, the weakest part was our kicker. Uh, but now, now that he's gone, now I can say the secondary is... <laughs> Now I can say the secondary is the weakest part. And I thought it was on display last week because we cashed easily on Brandon Cooks going over, and Davis Mills was terrible and still managed uh, to get over 200 yards passing. So I have to be looking at Trevor Lawrence over 247 and a half passing yards, and I'm definitely going to be playing Christian Kirk over 57 and a half receiving Taking the opponent's number one wide receiver over, especially when you're getting a lower number like this, is going to be a profitable strategy against these Colts, especially if they're not able to put pressure on the quarterback with Leonard. Buckner's more of a run stopper, but even if he's not there, it's just going to open up the offense. You have to look at overs for, for Lawrence and especially Christian Kirk. We talked about Pittman and his injury. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, if he's playing, you have to take his over. They lowered it to 61 and a half after the injury news. Pittman went over this. He went over 61 and a half in both games against Jacksonville. And that was the last game of the year in the Carson Wentz COVID game where Wentz was completely awful. And Pittman still somehow had 64 yards. Uh, he was a monster last week. Him and Ryan have pretty good report. looks like he was well over a hundred yards keep an eye on Pittman practices on Friday. And if he suits up on Sunday, you're going to have to play him. Uh, Matt, uh, you and I, we've been James Robinson fans and I did not expect that performance from him last week. Uh, his rushing total is 47 and a half. If Buckner and Leonard 
are playing, I think it's a stay away. If they're out, I think you have to look at Robinson. Travis Etienne was not involved in the running game at all. Robinson was a very pleasant surprise. He traditionally does well against the Colts. He only played him one time last year, but uh, easily went over the total. So uh, I'm looking at overs for Jacksonville. I don't trust our defense, especially with Leonard and Buckner. Uh, Jonathan Taylor feels like the books are, I mean, he was minus 340 to score a touchdown last week. The only way you can do that is to put it in some kind of parlay, but even then I'm not sure it's worth it. So they have Taylor's number so high. I just don't really see the value in that, but uh, definitely got to look at Pittman if he plays. And then you got to look at Lawrence and Christian Kirk, as I would expect quite a few yards uh, in this game. So I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on James Robinson. I mean, it, I was stunned, stunned by how good he looked and how much they used him. Uh, I was happy. As you talked about, I'm a James Robinson guy. I love his story. I love the fact he's coming from the FCS level. And I love the fact that now that they have a competent coach who realizes he's on the team, they actually decide to use him. I remember when Urban Meyer was like, uh, you know, on the sideline, he's like, oh, you're still here. Or like he like forgot that he still had James Robinson uh, and he didn't play him for a long stretch of time. I need you to address a comment. And I know you're in the YouTube chat as well. I see uh, it. Bauer I see says, it. Uh, Colts are trash, should have kept Wentz. Uh, Andy, I go to you for a comment on that one. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I was to wake up and know that I did not have to watch Carson Wentz in a Colts jersey last week. Even though we tied the Texans, it was just so much better uh, to not watch him. No, we shouldn't have. Uh, The guy was a really bad locker room guy. Uh, There were lots of local stories about how how odd he was, how weird he is, uh, tough to rally around the guy. He was just uh, not inspiring at all. His press conferences were bizarre, and uh, I, for one, am really, really happy that I never have to watch that guy trying to throw to uh, another Indianapolis Colt. So, no, um, I wish Carson Wentz nothing but the best, but uh, I, I wish him nothing but the best on other teams. Uh, I wish him nothing but the worst, but okay. I mean, that's fine. Like, uh, I mean, especially next week when we play him, but, um, uh, that kind of leads into my, uh, second game here, Andy, and it's the commies and the lions and the lions are favored for the first time in uh, 24 games. Uh, so that's rather interesting. And obviously I was watching both games cause you know, the lions play the Eagles and I have to watch the commanders for, uh, my radio show here in town and, and look, taking it from the Lions side, I mean, Lions looked really good in terms of, I mean, DeAndre Swift, they got away from him a little bit, but like his rushing was very interesting. And of course, the receiving aspect always helps out. And, you know, look, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't have necessarily his best game, I would say. Um, but, uh, you know, when you go up against uh, Darius Slay and James Bradbury, you're going to struggle a little bit. I think there might be some value on Amon Ross St. Brown. We saw uh, Josh Reynolds a little bit. We saw a bunch of guys. I, I think that there's a chance. Jared Goff has to throw the ball a little bit more in this game. It's tough to figure out the Lions because, you know, look, outside of TJ Hawkinson, they don't have grade A talent. DeAndre Swift is, and then but they they mix in Jamal Williams every once in a while. And, you know, when they get down to the three-yard line, I was watching the game with Lions fans like, oh, it's Jamal Williams time. So, like, there might be some value actually on Jamal Williams' uh, to score a touchdown. Um, because we saw the commander struggle against the run last week with the Jaguars. So um, I think there might be some value with Jamal Williams to score a touchdown. That, that, that backfield is DeAndre Swift get us down there. Hey, Jamal Williams get us into the end zone. So I think there's some value there. On the, the Washington side, 
I mean, look, you know, I talked about it on the show last week. I was stunned that DraftKings had even money on Carson Wentz to throw an interception. I took it. It hit. I was a little worried at first, and then he had two interceptions, including an interception on a screen pass. And and for the Washington fans who watch this, like, you literally got the Carson Wentz experience. He makes good throws. There's no doubt that he has talent. But he makes bad throws, and he's not a great runner. He's not great with the mobility here. And so, once again, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz to throw an interception, especially if the Lions blitz as much as they did against the Eagles, which they blitz, I think it's, they said over 50%. Carson's going to struggle. He does not do well against the blitz. And that offensive line, I feel like, could struggle a little bit, and that could force him to throw another interception or two. Uh, I do think that, you know, anytime I can get somebody like that at even money to throw an interception, I'm going to take it. Uh, he's a guy that, as I said, he's going to make some good throws, and, and his passing touchdowns might be worth a look over once again. The Lions' secondary is not very good. Okuda hasn't reached the potential that they all thought he would, and Amaori uh, is a, is actually the better of the two corners, so we'll see what happens. Um, with regard to Terry McLaurin, I expect it's this kind of be like a, you know, you know, feed Terry McLaurin kind of game. They put a lot of targets into to Curtis Samuel. I think McLaurin only having two catches last week, that's going to change. I think there's some value there. And then, uh, I, I think the only way to play Antonio Gibson is the rushing and receiving over. He's going to be more of a receiving guy. They talked about it all off season. They finally have gotten him back to the Memphis Antonio Gibson. He caught a bunch of passes. He did get some runs. Uh, unfortunately, I talked about his carries last week, and I fell one short with regards to his over and his carries. But Gibson's going to be all over the place. I think there's some value on McKissick unders until something changes uh, because McKissick's just not going to run the ball a lot. He only had like two or three carries. And if Gibson's the one carrying, catching the passes, then there's no need for J.D. McKissick. So if the books – I'm kind of kicking myself last week. They, high, they had a high number on McKissick, and I wanted to play the under, and I couldn't do it, and it went under. So – uh, Gibson over on receiving and rushing yards should be on your card quite a bit because we saw what uh, Miles Sanders did uh, last week. I think Gibson can surpass that. So give me some Antonio Gibson uh, in this one, Andy. What's your thoughts on this game? Uh, traditionally, Detroit has just really struggled against number one wide receivers. And, you know, they get uh, Jeff Kuda back and Sure enough, they get lit up by the other team's number one wide receiver. So I think you hit the nail on the head that this is a great Terry McLaurin game. You know, it was the first game between Wentz and uh, McLaurin. They probably needed to to get a, a bunch of routes in, and then you know McLaurin gets hit for the long pass. I'm with you. I suspect he gets a lot more targets this week. He got a pretty low number on him, 58 and a half yards receiving. Um, I mean, I, I'll just tell you this, Matt. This is one of the plays I'm giving out on uh, Wager Talk today. Uh, when we record uh, here in a few hours. So um, I'm, I'm playing this trend with the Lions really struggling against the other team's number one. So, But I, I'm totally with you on the Wentz interception. It's a great prop. It kind of reminds me of the, the James Conner to score. It's like, why why is that priced uh, so so beneficial? But, you know, in the props market, when you get a, a prop like that and it's priced great, you got to take advantage of it until the books catch up. Yeah, and certainly, and I think that's something we can talk about in future shows, Andy, is is sometimes some of our prop plays are based off a of price. And there's going to be plays that I take because of the price that I don't necessarily expect them to win, but if the books are going to hang a, an even money or a plus 110 or a plus 120 on something I think has a shot, that's something I kind of do in baseball from time to time. How much does price come into play with some of your prop selections? Well, quite a bit. I 
James Conner last week was a price play. It was like, why is it even money? <laughs> it's like his job is to score touchdowns for the Cardinals. It's like why he was put on earth. Uh, so, yeah, price is really going to make – price it makes all the difference in the world. Um, there's there's one that I'm trying to figure out what to do with uh, right now. I'll, I'll just tell you what it is. It's Mike Kosicki under two and a half receptions. This was one of my favorite plays last week. It cashed with ease. Gusecki is the blocking tight end for the Dolphins now. He's not the receiving tight end. And with Hill and Waddle and Chase Edmonds in the passing game, two is just not looking at the tight ends. Tight, uh, all tight ends got three targets last week, and he uh, Gusecki had one catch for one yard. So I'm looking at the books hanging uh, a two-and-a-half reception total, but the juice is minus 195. One night minus one ninety five, Matt sounds like an insane amount of juice until you look at the play and you go, yeah, maybe that's a bargain. Uh, sometimes minus one ninety five is a, is a really good bargain. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to play it or if I'm looking for something else to parlay with it. Um, but but that's kind of an example. Uh, we had one last night. I took Joey Bosa over his tackles and assists, and it was minus one forty at times. It it was minus 150. Sometimes I saw minus 170, but I grabbed it at minus 140. It sounds like a lot of juice, but it hit in the first half. It was an, it was an easy cash. So um, sometimes price will will lead us to to make a bet. Sometimes it makes us miss out on some bets uh, that we should have taken. But uh, yeah, pr- yeah, pr- pricing is really important. You got to decide uh, what your juice tolerance is because it's it's different from person to person. And sometimes, Matt, I get a little nervous trying to tell people, well, it's not worth it at this price. Some, some people are perfectly fine with laying minus 250. Some people would never lay over minus 150. So it's just something that I, I think betters have to figure out on their own. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be looking hard at Kasiki. It's going to make my card one way or the other, even though if it's, even though it's really juiced. Yeah, I uh, just to illustrate your point, I shivered when you said minus one ninety five. I was like, oh boy. I mean, I mean, well, because I mean, and Andy, I think it's more. I'm willing to lay that kind of juice in other areas, but player props. If if your guy gets hurt and you have an over and you're laying minus one ninety five, and I understand this is with any sport, but like if you're laying minus one ninety five and your guy gets hurt, and you have the over and you lose, and you're you know because. Let's be honest, Andy. If you're playing something at minus 195, you're going to put a little bit more money on it. You're not going to put your standard unit size because you're not going to get anything back. So that's my worry, and that's why I, when I, you know, as you just said, I'm that guy. Minus 150 for props, that's about my height. And even then, it's like, boy, this thing better be really good. Um, And that's why it's kind of different. So, yeah, I mean, look, minus 195. As you said, though, there are people who watch this show who are like, eh, who cares? So what? Minus 195? I'll do you know the tweets that Darren Ravel gets uh, puts out that like, oh, Alabama's a fifty-point favorite. Their money line is minus six billion, and some guy puts five hundred thousand dollars to win a cent on it. And it's like, okay, well, that's your money. <laughs> yeah, I cringe every time I see those. It's like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> you're you're begging. You're just begging for trouble. Because uh, yeah, with those ridiculous bets, I mean you. You can go twenty and one, except the one wipes out every little bit of your profit that you might have won from the previous nineteen. I will also say, Matt, that um, my my juice tolerance definitely comes from other sports. Laying minus one ninety five in UFC or Formula One is nothing. I mean that 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 we we do that on a 
on a week to week basis. So I think, you know, when you throw out minus 195 as a price to people that only do spreads and totals, you know, they, they would have a heart attack. So, uh, but you know, again, I, I just have the utmost confidence, uh, in, in, in that, in that play. So I got to figure out how to make it profitable because if he does go out and has zero targets or only one catch and I'm sitting there and I missed out on that play because the juice scared me away, I'm going to be kicking myself. So it'll, it'll, it'll make my card somehow, Matt, I'll get creative and figure out, figure out some way to do it. Uh, that's Andy Lang, wagertalk.com. I am Matt Joseph, sportsmemo.com. Let's transition over. You mentioned UFC. There's uh, sometimes some big juice plays uh, in UFC. You've got another event coming up. What do you uh, want to tell the watchers? Yeah, so uh, it's actually a perfect segue. I've got uh, three UFC fights that will not go the distance, and they're all minus 200 or worse, but these are great parlay pieces. So real quick, there's a, a fight, Nicholas Mata versus Cameron Van Camp. Both these guys have fought one time each in the UFC. They both got knocked out. Uh, no chance one of these guys isn't going to sleep. These guys are going to come out swinging. They they got a point to prove uh, to stay in the UFC. Uh, neither one of them can wrestle very good, so they're going to stand and throw throw haymakers, and one of them is going to get clipped. Trevin Giles versus Luis Cosi. This is another one. Giles is coming off of two knockouts. Louis, uh, Luis Cosi is coming off of a, a, a knockout fight as well. Both these guys are going to bang. Again, not a whole lot of skill in the wrestling, grappling, and submission department, but these guys are going to need to make a statement, especially Trevin Giles, who has lost two in a row. This one's not going the distance. And then Tanner Bozer and Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento has nine professional fights. None of them have made it to the third round. There is no chance that this one makes it to the distance. This is uh, two big boys that are going to come in and swing. Tanner Boser needs a knockout, and uh, Rodrigo Nascimento is just not that good. It's a low-level, lower-level heavyweight fight, but uh, someone's going to sleep for sure. So uh, Mata and Van Camp not going the distance. Giles and Kosi not going the distance. Boser and Nascimento not going the distance. You can uh, piece any of those together. If you just take two of them, put them together, you're going to get around the minus 120 range. So, uh, Matt, those are some UFC props I think you can look at for Saturday. Yep, just locked it in. Just went to my BetMGM account, <laughs> used my uh, profit boost, and uh, yeah, you were right. I think both uh, two of the three were minus 200. I think one of them was uh, minus 150. So uh, I uh, just followed uh, what you said. So make sure to check out uh, Andy's stuff at wagertalk.com. Uh, I'm going to bring up baseball. I understand that uh, baseball gets kind of behind everybody else right now, which is fine, and I understand that, and that's why I'm going to be quick here. We're getting towards the end of the season. And we're starting to notice that the younger pitchers are starting to have innings limits. So therefore, if you look at some of the younger pitchers and start noticing that they're only going three or four innings, the Rays are doing it with uh, Jeffrey Springs uh, did it. Uh, Drew Rasmussen has had some shorter outings. Uh, you don't always get the information and you almost prefer to not have the information because I've been able to take advantage of some of those earn runs allowed or strikeout unders here. So make sure to pay attention to the teams that start dropping off. Uh, I think the Marlins soon are going to start putting some inning limits on some of their guys, and uh, you're just going to get a lot of uh, potentially lower numbers. You almost hope that those numbers, uh, that information doesn't come out because then you could take advantage of it. And then, look, you're going to start seeing some guys like, you know, Pujols is going to be in the lineup every day because he, they want to get him 700, so you might be able to take some value there. And, you know, the teams that are starting to drop out of things, they're going to start calling up some big prospects. So some of these numbers are going to get a little bit sharper as we get towards the end of the season. So that's something to kind of watch there um, with regards to those teams. Like the Pirates are striking out a ton. And, you know, some of the teams that have basically mailed it in are 
are mailing it in lineup wise as well. So you kind of want to watch that uh, towards the end of the baseball season. Uh, all right. Uh, that's uh, it's been a good show and it's going to be an even better show because Andy is about to drop his best bet for us. The prop of the week. Andy, take it away. It's always terrifying once you get involved with a New England Patriots running back bet, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson over two and a half receptions. Uh, the offseason, we kept hearing about Bill Belichick saying he wanted Stevenson to be involved in the passing game, and he only had two catches last week. Ty Montgomery comes out of nowhere and has three catches, and unfortunately Ty Montgomery is hurt and is going to be out for a few games. I think this sets up beautifully for Mondre Stevenson to step into that role and add a few more catches. He only he, he already had two last week, and that was with Montgomery. Uh, we all know uh, uh, Mondre Stevenson is not going to be the lead back unless something happens to, to the other lead back. So I think this is a great time for Mac Jones to use Stevenson out of the backfield. I would have capped this at three and a half with Montgomery being out, but you can grab Ramondre Stevenson over two and a half receptions. That is my prop it up bet of the week. Uh, feel pretty good about that one, Matt. Yes. And uh, you should feel good with joining Andy in any of his things on wagertalk.com. Tell everybody one more time what to expect when they uh, go to your page this weekend, any streaks you got. Yeah. Well, uh, number one in soccer, number one in auto racing, uh, we're on a 14 and five UFC run, uh, four and one since I've been in quarantine. So we're doing that five day special. You get five days for $49. It includes, uh, there's two 5% plays already up there. Uh, so get you a good weekend of bets, even into Monday and Tuesday. That is on my profile page at wagertalk.com. No promo code needed five days for 49 bucks. A uh, fantastic deal and always a fantastic time to join Andy. As he said, all he does is sleep, eat, and watch props and study props. So that's uh, as good as it gets. Uh, I'm uh, 9 and 5 so far in the NFL. Split my two props last night. Uh, we'll have that prop pack and stuff up uh, coming up uh, probably tomorrow. Um, college football, number one, most profitable in uh, sports memo, 22, 9, and 2. Uh, we'll have that stuff up later on tonight for a full card tomorrow. And then uh, baseball's going well. Uh, first rough day yesterday, but uh, it's the first day in a while. It's been like that 93 and 62 run in baseball. So you can find my stuff on uh, sportsmemo.com. And, of course, Andy, uh, Andrew also has a play up on uh, wagertalk.com. He's got a 5% NFL play, so make sure to check out Andrew. We don't want to forget him, even though – he kind of let us down today. No, I'm just kidding. He's not feeling too well. And of course, uh, he would Shots be here fired. if he could. I'm just kidding, Andy. Andy, I told you this was the pre-show meeting. I have to be the mean guy because that's just my 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 nature here. But I'm also trying to be you, the host. So I'm going to try and move the show along. We wish uh, best wishes to uh, Andrew as he gets better. Make sure to check him out at Wage Talk alongside Andy on wagetalk.com. I am on sportsmemo.com. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel, and we will be back next Friday at 10 a.m. here on the YouTube Wage Talk channel. With week number one of the NFL now in the books, we can officially say the 2022 football season is underway. We previously only offered 30-day NFL packages and 30-day college football packages, but because you asked, we have now added a 30-day NFL and college football combo. If you regularly buy the same handicapper week by week, not only will you save money, but more importantly, you will receive the selections immediately once they are released, allowing you to lock in the best available line and beat the line moves. While a 30-day NFL or college football package sells for $149 each, we want to make a splash for the first week of this combo package. 
through Sunday, September 18th, get the NFL and college football combo for only $199. Yes, that's 30 days of NFL and 30 days of college football for under $100 per sport. This special is available at both Wager Talk and Sports Memo, allowing you to bet football right alongside your favorite handicapper for the next 30 days for only $6.63 per day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.